0: Hello and welcome back to the Bible Podcast. Today is July 28th, and we'll be covering the Song of Solomon. The Song of Songs is romantic poetry at its best. It portrays two passionate lovers who revel in the emotional and physical pleasures of human intimacy. The book was misunderstood in the past as being only an allegory of the relationship between God and the church, but is now accepted as Celebrating the profound love between a man and a woman, providing a refreshingly realistic and wholesome treatment of human sexuality without being a how to manual. The book never mentions God, but it bears witness that the Creator has graciously provided His human creatures with the good gifts of sexuality and intimate love. The song is entitled The Song of Songs or The Song of Solomon because the opening phrase in the original language is literally the Song of Songs of Solomon. Sometimes it is called Canticles after its Latin title. The phrase Song of Songs means that we are about to study the song that is more wonderful than any other. M.H. Pope says this, no composition of comparable size in world literature has provoked and inspired such volume and variety of comment interpretation as the biblical Song of Songs. And Rabbi Saadia, somewhere between 882 and 942 AD, says this. Know, my brother, that you will find great differences in interpretation of the Song of Songs. In truth, they differ because the Song of Songs resembles locks to which the keys have been lost. Let's look at five different ways the song has been looked at by many biblical scholars. The song has a love story. Many scholars understand these poems as a drama telling a story either about two lovers or about a woman and two men. If only a couple is present, the characters are usually understood to be King Solomon and a young woman, and the entire poem is their conversation with each other. If it is a triangle, there is a second man, whom the woman loves. In this case, Solomon is trying to force the woman to leave her true lover and enter his harem, but she remains faithful and true to her lover. The main drawbacks of the dramatic perspective are, one, there is no narrator to guide the reading of the story, and two, there are many different possible stories, and every interpreter seems to see a different story. The song as a two-character drama, some interpreters understand the song as a drama of King Solomon's love affair with a woman. According to this view, the entire poem is a conversation between Solomon and the woman he loves more than all the other queens and concubines in his possession. It is possible that the Shulamite maiden was Abishag, who attended to David in his last days. Like Jesus' presence at a wedding, Song of Solomon is an indication of God's blessing on the physical union of man and woman. God created us for each other, and we should delight in physical intimacy within the context of marriage that God has sanctioned for us. If there was a favored woman in Solomon's life, the Scriptures suggest that she was Pharaoh's daughter, whom he married very early not the working woman from the king's flocks and vineyards who is pictured here furthermore this song of true love is not very credible if the woman was one of the scores of solomon's women who are clearly mentioned in 6 8. the question is asked if this romance between solomon and the woman was of such deep sincerity why did solomon add another 860 women to his harem afterwards The song is a three-character drama. Noting the difficulties with the two-character storyline, several recent scholars have become convinced that the song actually describes a three-character drama. This would suggest a more complicated plot in which the woman actually loves a shepherd, not the king. The unfortunate woman finds herself in Solomon's harem as a concubine, probably because she is unable to pay a debt of 1,000 pieces of silver, which she owes as caretaker of the king's vineyards. She is unable to pay because her angry brothers have forced her first to take care of vineyards other than her own. So even though she is in the very close and potentially intimate presence of the king in the city palace, her passionate thoughts are set intently on her love for a common shepherd in the countryside. This fervent affection drives her to escape with her true love into the country where they declare their mutual love to one another in marriage. Three separations of the couple are recounted in this song, proving that the agony of isolation from each other is just as intense as their ecstasy when together. After the woman escapes and lives with her shepherd husband, she's able to hire caretakers to harvest her crop and pay off the debt to Solomon. Now she and her beloved are forever free to continue living and loving together in the countryside the song as an anthology of love poetry. Some scholars have concluded that approaching the song as a drama would impose a story on the book that is not really there. These interpreters believe that the Song of Songs is an anthology of love poems that do not tell a story, but rather evoke a mood. The poems use imagery to express the poet's understanding of human sexuality. In this way, the song is similar to the Book of Psalms, except that all the poems have to do with love between a man and a woman. From this perspective, the Song of Songs is composed of some twenty love poems that are bound together by consistency of characters, refrains, repeated images, and other poetic binding devices. The main criticism behind viewing the song as merely a poetic anthology is that the song exhibits a greater unity and development than is usual for such a collection there is repetition and development of poetic themes and there seems to be growth in the couple's relationship those who view the song as a story or drama would argue that the anthology view fails to take this into account even if the song is not a story per se it certainly seems to have a structure and coherence that transcends the individual stanzas of poetry however those who view it as an anthology rather than a story, generally do take into account the unity and development in the song. They view the song like a concerto or symphony in which themes repeat and build without actually providing a narrative or plot. And finally, let's look at marriage in the song. The man and woman in the Song of Songs speak in the most romantic terms, describing sensuous longings and alluding to an intimate physical relationship however they are never explicitly described as married leading some readers to suggest that the song is an example of unmarried love in the Bible such a reading ignores obvious allusions to the true marriage relationship between the man and the woman the language of some of the passages clearly indicate that the couple is married for example the man occasionally refers to the woman as his bride Even more importantly, viewing the couple as unmarried, though sexually intimate, does not take into account the context of the song in the whole of Scripture, including the law found in the Pentateuch. In the context of ancient Israel, it is impossible to believe that this couple is not married when engaged in such an intimate relationship. A study of the books of Old Testament history law and other wisdom literature, makes it clear that sexual relations were only tolerated within the legal commitment of marriage. The couple, accordingly, should be understood as being married, at least in those passages where they are found in intimate embrace. Though the song itself does not address it, other passages of scripture explain how marriage is a picture of God's relationship with his people. And as God's remnant people, we are the Bride of Christ. The Song of Solomon, Chapter 1 This is Solomon's song of songs, more wonderful than any other. Young woman says, Kiss me and kiss me again, for your love is sweeter than wine. How fragrant your cologne, your name is like its spreading fragrance. No wonder all the young women love you. Take me with you, come, let's run. The king has brought me into his bedroom." The young women of Jerusalem say, "'How happy we are for you, O king. We praise your love even more than wine.'" Young woman says, "'How right they are to adore you. I am dark but beautiful, O women of Jerusalem, dark as the tents of Kadar, dark as the curtains of Solomon's tents. Don't stare at me because I am dark. The sun has darkened my skin. My brothers were angry with me. They forced me to care for their vineyards, so I couldn't care for myself, my own vineyard. Tell me, my love, where are you leading your flock today? Where will you rest your sheep at noon? For why should I wander like a prostitute among your friends and their flocks? Young man says, If you don't know, O most beautiful woman, follow the trail of my flock and graze your young goats by the shepherd's tents. You are as exciting, my darling, as a mare among pharaoh's stallions. How lovely are your cheeks! Your earrings set them afire. How lovely is your neck enhanced by a string of jewels. We will make for you earrings of gold and beads of silver. Young woman says, The king is lying on his couch, enchanted by the fragrance of my perfume. My lover is like a sachet of myrrh, Lying between my breasts. He is like a bouquet of sweet henna blossoms from the vineyards of Engedi. Young man says, How beautiful you are, my darling, how beautiful. Your eyes are like doves. Young woman says, You are so handsome, my love, pleasing beyond words. The soft grass is our bed. Fragrant cedar branches are the beams of our house, and pleasant smelling firs are the rafters. I am the spring crocus blooming on the Sharon Plain, the lily of the valley. Young man replies, like a lily among thistles is my darling among young women. Young woman says, like the finest apple tree in the orchard is my lover among other young men. I sit in his delightful shade and taste his delicious fruit. He escorts me to the banquet hall. It's obvious how much he loves me. Strengthen me with raisin cakes, refresh me with apples, for I am weak with love. His left arm is under my head, and his right arm embraces me. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, by the gazelles and wild deer, not to awaken love until the time is right. Ah, I hear my lover coming. He is leaping over the mountains, bounding over the hills. My lover is like a swift gazelle or a young stag. Look, there he is behind the wall, looking through the window, peering into the room. My lover said to me, rise up, my darling, come away with me, my fair one. Look, the winter is past, and the rains are over and gone. The flowers are springing up, the season of singing birds has come, and the cooing of turtle doves fills the air. The fig trees are forming young fruit, and the fragrant grapevines are blossoming. Rise up, my darling. Come away with me, my fair one. young man says, My dove is hiding behind the rocks, behind an outcrop on the cliff. Let me see your face, let me hear your voice, for your voice is pleasant and your face is lovely. The young women of Jerusalem say, Catch all the foxes, those little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love, for the grapevines are blossoming. young woman says, My lover is mine and I am his. He browses among the lilies before the dawn breezes blow and the night shadows flee. Return to me, my love, like a gazelle or a young stag on the rugged mountains. One night as I lay in my bed, I yearned for my lover. I yearned for him, but he did not come. I said to myself, I will get up and roam the city, searching in all its streets and squares. I will search for the one I love. So I searched everywhere, but did not find him. The watchmen stopped me as they made their rounds, and I asked, Have you seen the one I love? Then scarcely had I left them when I found my love. I caught and held him tightly, then I brought him to my mother's house, into my mother's bed, where I had been conceived. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, by the gazelles and wild deer, not to awaken love until the time is right. Young women of Jerusalem say, Who is this sweeping in from the wilderness like a cloud of smoke? Who is it, fragrant with myrrh and frankincense and every kind of spice? Look, it is Solomon's carriage surrounded by sixty heroic men, the best of Israel's soldiers. They are all skilled swordsmen, experienced warriors. Each wears a sword on his thigh, ready to defend the king against an attack in the night. King Solomon's carriage is built of wood imported from Lebanon. Its posts are silver, its canopy gold, its cushions are purple. It was decorated with love by the young women of Jerusalem. The young Shulamite woman says, Come out to see King Solomon, young women of Jerusalem. He wears the crown his mother gave him on his wedding day, his most joyous day. The beloved young man says, You are beautiful, my darling, beautiful beyond words. Your eyes are like doves behind your veil. Your hair falls in waves like a flock of goats winding down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are as white as sheep, recently shorn and freshly washed. Your smile is flawless, each tooth matched with its twin. Your lips are like scarlet ribbon. Your mouth is inviting. Your cheeks are like rosy pomegranates behind your veil. Your neck is as beautiful as the Tower of David, jeweled with the shields of a thousand heroes. Your breasts are like two fawns, twin fawns of a gazelle grazing among the lilies. Before the dawn breezes blow and the night shadows flee, I will hurry to the mountain of Myrrh and to the hill of frankincense. You are altogether beautiful, my darling, beautiful in every way. Come with me from Lebanon, my bride, Come with me from Lebanon, come down from Mount Amana, from the peaks of Sinir and Hermon, where the lions have their dens and leopards live among the hills. You have captured my heart, my treasure, my bride. You hold it hostage with one glance of your eyes, with a single jewel of your necklace. Your love delights me, my treasure, my bride. Your love is better than wine, your perfume more fragrant than spices. Your lips are as sweet as nectar, my bride. Honey and milk are under your tongue. Your clothes are scented like the cedars of Lebanon. You are my private garden, my treasure, my bride. A secluded spring, a hidden fountain. Your thighs shelter a paradise of pomegranates, with rare spices, henna with nard, nard and saffron, fragrant calamus and cinnamon, with all the trees of frankincense, myrrh and aloes, and every other lovely spice you are a garden fountain a well of fresh water streaming down from lebanon's mountains young woman replies awake north wind rise up south wind blow on my garden and spread its fragrance all around come into your garden my love taste its finest fruits young man says i have entered my garden my treasure my bride I gather myrrh with my spices and eat honeycomb with my honey. I drink wine with my milk. Young women of Jerusalem speak, O lover and beloved, eat and drink. Yes, drink deeply of your love. Young woman says, I slept, but my heart was awake when I heard my lover knocking and calling. Open to me my treasure, my darling, my dove, my perfect one. My head is drenched with dew, my hair the dampness of the night but i responded i have taken off my robe should i get dressed again i have washed my feet should i get them soiled my lover tried to unlatch the door and my heart thrilled within me i jumped up to open the door for my love and my hands dripped with perfume my fingers dripped with lovely myrrh as i pulled back the bolt i opened to my lover but he was gone my heart sank and i searched for him but I could not find him anywhere. I called to him, but there was no reply. The night watchmen found me as they made their rounds. They beat and bruised me and stripped off my veil, those watchmen on the walls. Make this promise, O women of Jerusalem. If you find my lover, tell him I am weak with love. The young women of Jerusalem say, why is your lover better than all others? O woman of rare beauty, what makes your lover so special that we must promise this?" She says, My lover is dark and dazzling, better than 10,000 others. His head is finest gold, his wavy hair is black as raven. His eyes sparkle like doves beside springs of water. They are set like jewels, washed in milk. His cheeks are like gardens of spices, giving off fragrance. His lips are like lilies perfumed with myrrh his arms are like rounded bars of gold set with beryl. his body is like bright ivory glowing with lapis lazuli his legs are like marble pillars set in sockets of finest gold his posture is stately like the noble cedars of Lebanon his mouth is sweetness itself he is desirable in every way such O women of Jerusalem, is my lover my friend. Young women reply, Where has your lover gone, O woman of rare beauty? Which way did he turn so we can help you find him? And she says, My lover has gone down to his garden, to his spice beds, to browse in the gardens and gather the lilies. I am my lover's, and my lover is mine. He browses among the lilies. He says to her, You are beautiful, my darling, like the lovely city of Tirzah. Yes, as beautiful as Jerusalem, as majestic as an army with billowing banners. Turn your eyes away, for they overpower me. Your hair falls in waves like a flock of goats, winding down the slopes of Gilead. Your teeth are as white as sheep that are freshly washed. Your smile is flawless, each tooth matched with its twin. Your cheeks are like rosy pomegranates behind your veil. Even among sixty queens and eighty concubines and countless young women, I would still choose my dove, my perfect one. The favorite of her mother, dearly loved by the one who bore her, the young women see her and praise her. Even queens and royal concubines sing her praises. Who is this, arising like the dawn, as fair as the moon, as bright as the sun, as majestic as an army with billowing banners. She says, I went down to the grove of walnut trees and out to the valley to see the new spring growth, to see whether the grapevines had budded or the pomegranates were in bloom. Before I realized it, my strong desires had taken me to the chariot of a nobleman. The young women of Jerusalem say, Return, return to us, O maid of Shalom, come back come back that we may see you again and he says why do you stare at this young woman of shalom as she moves so gracefully between two lines of dancers how beautiful are your sandaled feet O queenly maiden your rounded thighs are like jewels the work of a skilled craftsman your navel is perfectly formed like a goblet filled with mixed wine between your thighs lies a mound of wheat bordered with lilies your breasts are like two fawns twin fawns of a gazelle your neck is as beautiful as an ivory tower your eyes are like the sparkling pools in Heshbon by the gate of Bath your nose is as fine as the Tower of Lebanon overlooking Damascus your head is as majestic as Mount Carmel and the sheen of your hair radiates royalty The king is held captive by its tresses. Oh, how beautiful you are, how pleasing, my love, how full of delights. You are slender like a palm tree, and your breasts are like its clusters of fruit. I said I will climb the palm tree and take hold of its fruit. May your breasts be like grape clusters, and the fragrance of your breath like apples. May your kisses be exciting as the best wine, flowing gently over lips and teeth she says i am my lovers and he claims me as his own come my love let us go out to the fields and spend the night among the wild flowers let us get up early and go to the vineyards to see if the grapevines have budded if the blossoms have opened and if the pomegranates have bloomed there i will give you my love there the mandrakes give off their fragrance and the finest fruits are at our door new delights as well as old which I have saved for you, my lover. Oh, I wish you were my brother, who nursed at my mother's breasts. Then I could kiss you no matter who was watching, and no one would criticize me. I would bring you to my childhood home, and there you would teach me. I would give you spiced wine to drink, my sweet pomegranate wine. Your left arm would be under my head, and your right arm would embrace me. Promise me, O women of Jerusalem, not to awaken love until the time is right the women reply who is this sweeping in front of the desert leaning on her lover and she says I aroused you under the apple tree where your mother gave you birth where in great pain she delivered you place me like a seal over your heart like a seal on your arm for love is as strong as death its jealousy as enduring as the grave Love flashes like fire, the brightest kind of flame. Many waters cannot quench love, nor can rivers drown it. If a man tried to buy love with all his wealth, his offer would be utterly scorned. Her brothers say, We have a little sister, too young to have breasts. What will we do for our sister if someone asks to marry her? she is like a virgin, like a wall, we will protect her with a silver tower. But if she is promiscuous like a swinging door, we will block her door with a cedar bar. And the young woman says, I was a virgin like a wall. Now my breasts are like towers. When my lover looks at me, he is delighted with what he sees. Solomon has a vineyard at Baal Hamon which he leases out to tenant farmers. Each of them pays a thousand pieces of silver for harvesting its fruit, but my vineyard is mine to give, and Solomon need not pay a thousand pieces of silver, but I will give two hundred pieces to those who care for its vines. And Beloved says, O oh, my darling, lingering in the gardens, your companions are fortunate to hear your voice. Let me hear it too. She replies to the beloved, Come away, my love, be like a gazelle or a young stag on the mountains of spices. We see that the couple uses extensive metaphors from nature to describe each other's physical attributes and their arousing effects. Their portrayal of each other forces them to use illustrations from God's exquisite creation. God's creation provides them with pictures that express their greatest pleasures and delights in each other. In a similar manner, God's creation provides pictures of his own goodness, justice, and love for his people. Looking back in history, World War I started in 1914 when Archduke Francis Ferdinand of Austria-Hungary and his wife were assassinated at Sarajevo, Bosnia, by a Serbian nationalist. This war lasted four years and took the lives of nearly 10 million troops. Also on this day in 1943, the Hamburg Firestorm exploded. More than 42,000 civilians were killed when 2,326 tons of bombs were dropped on Hamburg, Germany by the Allies in World War II. At the center of the firestorm, the winds uprooted trees and flames burned eight square miles in the eight hours the fire lasted. Death and destruction always result when men turn from love to greed and hatred. The Song of Solomon is a beautiful poem that extols the virtues of love. Love gives life and builds rather than destroys. Wars would cease if we only learned to love and give more. The Song of Solomon refers explicitly to human love and sexuality which is unusual in religious literature. For this reason, Jewish and Christian traditions have tended to view the book as allegory. It has been considered a representation of God's love for the Hebrew people or Christ's love for the church, but most scholars recognize the book's origin in the language of human love. God gives us the capacity to love and be loved by one he has created for us. Looking out, a loving relationship is life's greatest fulfillment solomon's bride says let him kiss me with the kisses of his mouth for your love is more delightful than wine love requires a great investment of emotional energy and time friends of the loving couple comment we rejoice and delight in you we will praise your love love overlooks flaws in the object of affection solomon saw beauty in his bride although she felt her complexion was not as lovely as it should have been. Love must be a two-way street. Not only did Solomon love his bride, but she returned that love. He praised her for her beauty, and she reciprocated with words of affection. Love builds a strong and lasting home. Solomon lovingly responds to his bride's words by saying, the beams of our house are cedars, our rafters are firs. Help me, Lord, to invest the necessary energy and time into the relationship with the one you gave me. Thank you for giving me the capacity to love and be loved. In Jesus' name. Folks, that is the Song of Solomon. Uh, There are eight chapters, uh, one through eight. I read them congruently just to get a picture of the reciprocal nature of the love the characters share. Looking forward to being with you tomorrow as we begin the book of Isaiah. We'll be covering chapters 1 through 4.